Namaste. We continue our beautiful gathering with this group of Shambra on this wonderful day, and I'd like to answer a question before it actually is posed. No. <laughs> and the next question is, tell us a little bit more about what is going on with the new earth and the old that's good. Old Earth. That is really good. <laughs> I'm impressed. Throw that one away. Oh, wow. <laughs> I'm going to try to make it very simple. It is very, um, very big energy behind all of this. But let us say that the new Earth and the old Earth were dating. <laughs> and they got into a bit of an argument about which direction they would go in how they would take the relationship. And the old earth said to the new earth, get your sorry ass out of here, <laughs> as sometimes is said in relationships. I don't need you or want you anymore. <laughs> and so out of compassion and out of respect, the new earth said, yes, we will, we will back away here. You're choosing to do what you choose to do, and we will honor that. We don't necessarily agree with it, but we will honor it. So the old earth and the new earth broke up. But then the old earth felt very sad and lonely, didn't feel it had that other energy to help balance it and to guide it. And the old earth went and did some stupid things, stayed out too late, partied too hard, got in with the wrong group of people, a few murders, a few other violent acts, and at the end of the day, the old earth said, there was something I really loved about the new earth. The new earth had such an ease to it. The new earth was the manifest of joy. The new earth seemed at peace with itself, and here I don't even like myself at all. Maybe it's time we got back together. So on September 18th, <laughs> the old earth went uh, crawling on its knees to the new earth and said, I beg your forgiveness. <laughs> and the... <laughs> And the new earth said, there's nothing to forgive. And the old earth said, let's get back together. And the new earth said, not in the way that you would want. Because you see, in the old way, you were taking from me. In the old way, you were using me to neglect yourself. So if we get back together, old earth, you have to you have to take a look within yourself. You have to learn to love who you are. You have to be whole and complete because I cannot complete you. I cannot make you happy. I cannot solve your problems and I cannot answer all of your silly, silly, consistent, nonstop questions. You have to do that for yourself. And if you are willing to do that, we can start dating again. But let's not talk about marriage right away. <laughs> So this is the story of the old earth and the new earth. They, they 
are developing a new relationship with each other. And from our perspective, we saw it that the old earth was becoming very, very dependent on the new earth. The old earth was also, also trying to get the new earth to become like it. It had a difficulty accepting this, um, this type of balance, this type of glow that the new earth had, and it was wanting to, well, take over and control the new earth. But the new earth, being very cognizant of itself and of its own being and completeness of its being, wouldn't allow that to happen. So now they're dating again, they're having laughs again, they're discussing things of mutual interest, the energies are coming back together. But the new earth is being very careful to say to the old earth, you have to do it yourself. One way or the other, the new earth is going to evolve, or what you would call ascend. The new earth is going to be this magnificent example or standard, not only to the humans who remain on the old earth for the time being, but also to all of the angelic beings of all of the realms who are asking, what is it like to return to sovereignty, but in a new way? What is it like to go through the experience of embodying on earth with all the difficulties and challenges and still come out as the I am always? Let us take some questions now that those are done. Um, also, I noticed that um, you, there's a character that was associated with your voice that, that was projected through Coldra. The character's gone. Integration. Ah, very Integration. good. Very good. The, whenever there is a type of, you would call it a resistance, um, it amplifies some of the um, characteristics. For instance, uh, if you were to start channeling um, um, an entity, let's say Cleopatra, initially you're going to, uh, the characteristics of that entity are going to be more exaggerated as they come through you, but as you become more trusting and you become more comfortable with that energy, it literally embodies within you. It melds with you and therefore the differences are not so pronounced as uh, they were in the beginning. Much like when um, Kaldra first um, began working with Tobias or Saint Germain, uh, the differences were more exaggerated. But I could go back to acting like I was before. <laughs> go ahead, Linda. Okay, I, I don't have a question. I thought I had a statement, but I realize I have an exclamation. <laughs> Since the quantum leap, for the first time in my life, I came close to death several different times, but for the first time in my life, I really did want to die because I thought, I couldn't, I couldn't do any more, and I thought it was just done. And yesterday, for the first time, I had a glimmer of my old magnificent self and my new magnificent self. And today, I, I just want to exclaim that I am so glad that I found more of the you that is me. And I just wanted to say thank you for that. And it brings up a 
excellent point for all of Shambra, and one of the reasons in this shout why I talked about, so why be here on earth right now? You crossed a very important marker on September 18th. Some of you literally were holding on by a thread to your life to make it to that point. You were doing whatever it took just to make that marker, and you crossed over. Now the question becomes, what do I do? Why am I here on earth? Why, why go through all of this? Our answer to that is, actually death is very fast. Um, you come back to our side. It's not all the drama and the trauma that um, humans associated with, so it is very easy to come back here. Uh, um, dear Paula, Paula Sunray is here with us today, and she will tell you it is just like walking across um, you know, a line in the sand. But we also talk to you about why are you here. It is because humans are calling for it. As we said, there have been no new answers, new thoughts, new consciousness on earth for a long, long time. So you hear that call and you agreed to stay. Perhaps, now think of this, we also talked about you are here on earth now, instead of coming back to our side, to create your master's piece, your master's piece, the thing that you will remember for ever and ever as you ascend past the earth planes. Now, could there possibly be a correlation between this calling out for new answers, for new thought on earth, and your creation of your master's piece? Just possibly. There are several questions related to sleep, and I know that that's been answered before as a Chambre symptom, but these are people that are aware of the Chambre symptoms that are still finding that a new level of irritation hmm. with the ability to sleep. Hmm. Could you elaborate? Your body does not, your, let us back up, your mind is the one that needs to sleep, not your body. Your mind is changing greatly right now, and you are much less dependent on your mind. You feel uncomfortable because, well, your it's not in your mind, but you know something else is happening out there. A divine intelligence, a, the, the fullness of you where you're not taxing your mind. So you do not need to sleep nearly what you needed before. Actually, now it is more your body that needs some sleep, but your mind doesn't need the excessive amount it needed before. You're learning to balance this, but part of you is still believing that you have to have a certain regime of sleep, and you don't. There is an initial uh, changeover. For instance, if you have only slept two or three hours on a night, there is still the... Um, body, mind, spirit record that makes you believe that you're going to be tired the next day, so you will be. But soon that goes away and you realize that your requirements for sleep are very different. Now, there may be other points where you sleep for days on end. And that is why we say it's important eventually for you to work for yourself <laughs> or an employer who truly understands that um, the flexibility is important, but your sleep patterns are definitely going to change. It is one of the measurements that we're going to talk about in What's Missing, the video.
Hi, Katumi. It's mm. me. And this question is for me. You? Yes, it's me. You. Yes. <laughs> Of course I'm magnificent. Um, for quite some time, I've had a breathing problem. And it just, you know, I try breathing it, like it, Norma it, says. A, a living problem? Breathe. I knew living you were problem? <laughs> no, a breathing problem. I have the standard technology, and I'm beginning to use that. So I would like a very quick 15-second cure so that I can get on with life. I'm going to go back to my statement that a living problem. It is directly associated with the breathing, questioning whether you really wanted to be here and why you were here. Therefore, it manifested itself in the breathing. And as soon as you make a very conscious choice that you're going to be here, in joy and in ease, well, your breathing will then be in joy and in ease. And it's gone. I've done that, and it hasn't gone. <laughs> <laughs> there it goes. Look at that look. I would, um, I would beg to differ with you. <laughs> You're more afraid of dying than you are choosing to live. In other words, you're not sure what's really going to happen, but you're not sure if you really want to be here. It is very simple energy. I look at and measure your level of passion. There has been very little. You've been struggling to create a passion or a reason or mm -hmm. a joy, but quite frankly, uh, you, uh, you're your passion meter is on getting close to empty. Mm -hmm. There is passion all around you. I see it in your <laughs> outer energy fields, passions for doing many different things, some that were definitely what you would call old energy, but some that are emerging right now or birthing right now as a new energy passion, not necessarily associated with any particular human activity. But you haven't allowed this to come through. Um, again, there is a certain limitation or reluctance, a certain old programming that you have that um, doesn't allow you to burst forth. This passion is there and it's yours and you can invite it into your life without reservation, without having to know what it is. You see, for you, for all of you, New energy passion is not necessarily related to directly to human activities. For instance, say a passion might be painting or dancing or taking um, trips. A new energy passion goes beyond human needs and even human understanding. So I would invite you to truly feel into this passion. It's yours. It's sitting there non-definable at the time being, but can you let that flow into your life? You're going to find that the breathing, as you've already been told but don't want to hear, is simply a manifestation of other things. Call it living, call it passion, but when you go beyond your mind in rationalizing why you want to stay here on earth, 
and you allow that passion meter to fill back up again, breathing won't be a problem at all. Thank you. Thank you. Greetings. Please explain what the Christ seed in Christ consciousness is. In St. Germain's book, he mentions that the energy of the Christ seed is blossoming on earth right now. I get caught up in what religion teaches about Christ and would like to know what your definition is of Christ seed and Christ consciousness. P.S. I'm playing today instead of attending this shout and would like to know if you miss me. <laughs> Physically, you are not here energetically. You've been very, very present, so no, we haven't missed you. You are not missing. In terms of the Christ consciousness, Christ seed, again, we deal with all these different um, uh, definitions, but it comes from the root energy crystal, or Christos, clear or new. It is not that it has to do with um, Jesus Christ, as it were, or the Christ that you read about in, in your holy scriptures. It is, about, it is about the clearness or the newness. So when it was referred to that the Christ seed had been planted, the Christ consciousness is here, it means the new, basically new energy. Two thousand years ago, so many of you were here on earth in that general time era, to plant the seeds of new consciousness that are now coming out. You've come back to be the, the ones to harvest what is coming in as new consciousness, so you can therefore share it with others in the world. This is the, the new consciousness I talked about earlier. Um, hi, Kathumi. Hmm. Um, lately, there's been a big emphasis um, with you fellows in the Crimson Circle uh, about bringing in more feminine energy, and it sounds like that that's important, especially in the new energy. And it's not uncommon uh, for other, for instance, for female channelers to bring in male entities, but it seems to me that the Crimson Circle is weighted towards the masculine. Um, yes. Is there a reason why we don't bring any? Uh, admittedly, we have c contributions of the feminine energies, but no actual channels of feminine entities. Is you it possible? <laughs> <laughs> I can see some of that in Kathumi. <laughs> we tested it uh, at an early point. And we all felt on our side of the veil that um, it would sound very unusual for Kaldra to be channeling uh, Mary, for instance. <laughs> and there wouldn't be any credibility um, with uh, his voice, which has been attuned to uh, carrying a certain energies to have the feminine. But it is not a matter of um, if, um, if there is a particular entity in our side who is called by a feminine name. Uh, the entity of Tobias, uh, St. Germain, and particularly Aikotumi, uh, have integrated masculine feminine energy. So uh, do not be deceived by the name that um, we associate with on the human level, that we are just masculine for um, – we are very, very balanced in both of these. Thank you. And what you're really asking uh, us is uh, about your own balance of masculine and feminine. 
and uh, where you are with that. So um, you struggle too much with it. You you analyze it too much. It is an invitation given by yourself to every aspect of you, masculine or feminine. You can control it. You can't and don't want to try to regulate it. It is about inviting your masculine feminine to meld together, inviting your light and dark, which um, you've played with in the past and you've, uh, how to say, gotten burned, so you've stayed away from that. Go home tonight and invite your light and your dark to come back together. Invite all of these duality pieces of yourself. And I see you struggling with that right now, that um, you're not sure how you are doing. Take that deep breath and invite all those parts back together. Thank you. There's a website called Second Life, which is a virtual reality world. In it, a person creates an electronic person called an avatar who can be and can have any characteristic the creator wishes. In this world, the creator controls the avatar to do, buy, sell, create, become whatever one can imagine. I can see how this kind of play can be both constructive as well as destructive to the person playing. If a creator becomes quite invested in this virtual world and his or her avatar, is the person really creating an aspect of him or herself which then goes out into the real world and collects experiences for the purpose the avatar was created? If so, how does this person, creator, how does it affect them? What you are doing here with the creation of these games is basically mimicking what you do from a much higher level of creation. You could imagine yourself as the game player at a very high level, creating all these aspects of yourself called lifetimes, creating different types of um, characteristics and identities. Some are good and some are bad, but all for the sake of discovering more about yourself. So now with these electronic games, you mimic that same activity. It has its value, then it helps others, it helps humans to understand that you truly do create aspects, <coughs> and these aspects have, have a, um, a life of their own in a way. Whether they are just playing within the confines of the second world, or whether they are actually going off into dimensions. They are real and they exist. There's a tremendous amount of consciousness and energy that is poured into these avatars to the point that with one who is very proficient could actually have that avatar come to life, not as a souled being, but as a biological being. There are some who have actually come quite close to it, and many who have created such a, um, a dynamic behind their avatars that the avatars are seen by other people with their human eyes, even though they are a type of uh, apparition or they're, they're not truly in physical form, for a brief time they can appear to be in physical form. The beauty of this is that eventually humans will understand that what incredible creators they are. 
They will understand how they can create dynamic aspects or avatars of themselves. But they will also come to understand that it is a way to fragment yourself, to get temporarily lost in these various aspects, and sooner or later they want to call all their avatars back home. <coughs> Look to me. <coughs> First of all, thank you for being with me a uh, couple of days. My question is uh, about my father. Mm. He passed away uh, ten months ago. And the second question is about this uh, weird trip that I take. And a couple of days before I fly to America, I, in my job I have to go to Jerusalem, to the old city. And I've been there. Um, I see all these old patterns, and uh, we are, you know, living in a nervous, very nervous country. There is a amazing nervous. And uh, I look at it now. I see, I see this difference from here after my clearness and my releasing. And what you can say about it? Thank you. First, uh, on the issue of your father. He has gone to a, a kibbutz on the other side <laughs> because he has been very comfortable with that energy for a long, long time. It, it was his home. It was his security. And as you know from the St. Germain schools, that on the other side of the veil is um, there are many, many levels, many dimensions. And so often those who depart the human world are very attracted to what they did back on earth. Now they do it without physical body, but yet with physical qualities or certain types of consciousness. So he is very active in this um, in this kibbutz in the um, in the near earth realms, helping others, working very very hard because he's always believed that working hard will be your reward, uh, your pathway to heaven. Um, he is, uh, loves to uh, lecture other people and tell them what to do. And um, you could say this is his own kibbutz in a way, but he is also melded with others who have the same type of needs. Your question is, is he happy? No, but he never was before. And <laughs> this is his, he's comfortable, let's say. He's comfortable. He is. Um, he, he continues to wait, wait for a certain calling or a certain time when when there is a um, an eternalness to to his soul um, when he is called back to the beginning, and that is what he's waiting for. But right now, doing just fine, very comfortable. Lands of Israel are. I'm having to consult here. I'm going to pass on that question, and it will be answered in more detail in February. But uh, there was a bit of concern that by answering it now will, how do you say, uh, cause a bit of nervousness, and um, so we'll wait. Nervousness to who? You, <laughs> you. Two more questions. Four. Oh man. All right. 
My central question was and still is, am I a part of the Chambre family? I was reading and listening to all the shouts over the last years, but still don't feel any changes within me or in my environment that will give me a hint. If I'm supposed to take part in the quantum leap within this lifetime or not. This is worrying me quite a bit during the last months, and I wonder if I could get any answers from your side. Truly a personal choice. It is up to you. Choose it, don't choose it. It's not anything that we define here. We don't uh, go down the list and pick out who's Shambra, who's not. Shambra is consciousness. It is not, it is not a club or a fraternity uh, or sorority. Thank you. Shambra uh, is, uh, is a consciousness and it is energy that um, you feel compatible with or not. So it is, it is a... Um, it is a gift you bestow upon yourself. Nobody else, um, from Tobias to Kaldra or Andra or An, can give it to you. You give it to yourself. Hi, Katumi. How you doing? Um, first, I want to ask is why do I feel like I'm having a heart attack right now? Actually, <laughs> I also that was one of my questions I've been asking for years. Also, the last question was asked, but. I chose when I was sitting in the seat, I, I wanted to kind of hide in the seat because um, I have so many emotions about being here. Mm -hmm. I want to be here. I've wanted to be here for six years. I've been so scared to come here. The yeah, and I, I, I know. <laughs> the food, sounds, the food is bad, but, came, but not that bad. <laughs> I was here in May, and I, I drove Linda. I asked questions, and I was babbling, and I just my wife's out there, and she said, I'm going to give you cue cards to add. You know. <laughs> Um, I, I just, is there any, I don't want to be self-indulgent and ask a question about, you know, who am I, why am I here, but, um, but, but, I wanted to ask, go for I, it. I, I, I get scared sometimes because I, I feel like I've had a, a history with Chambra and I don't always feel like it was always positive and it, I get a little scared because I, you want to know the truth? I'll get right to my question. I, oh, I, I know, I know the truth. <laughs> <laughs> I'm scared about not being welcomed here, and I know that has to do with me. Oh. I have felt so welcomed by everybody here, but in my mind, I feel like like Linda's going to like not hand me the mic or say, you know, we're done with questions. And it's I know it's not. They were pretty scary, but I'm going to stop because I'm babbling, and Maureen's out there just saying, you know. Well, let's begin with this. Um, uh, as you know already, you're highly, highly sensitive, uh, particularly to emotions and, and feelings of others. Um, and you are learning to become more aware or attuned to the emotions of yourself, which has been the biggest challenge of your life, how to handle your own feelings and emotions. So you do it by, by picking up things from other people from the outside, but you're in a transition stage and learning to become much more comfortable with your own feelings and emotions. Your, the best way to say it is you already know your truth and now you're beginning to let yourself have that. One of the things that, uh, by the way, in the past um, with Shambra, Shambra come from many different celestial families, uh, angelic families, and Shambra have spent many, many lifetimes on earth more than any other group. Uh, Shambra has killed the, each other and stolen from each other and, and uh, warred with each other. And that's the good news. <laughs> <laughs> because they come from such different lineages and have had so many conflicts in the past, they've also said, this isn't going anywhere. 
let's gather ourselves together uh, in this energy of this thing we call the Crimson Council and the Crimson Circle. And let's work on a way to help evolve the consciousness, uh, not only for ourselves and between ourselves, but for for humanity if they choose to accept it. Let's find a way to come from diverse backgrounds and be together. And Chambra has found that the best way to be together is to be you first. You see, I know I've harped on this today, but when you are you, totally complete in yourself, with no need of anything from anyone else, well then it's easy to get along with everyone. So through this whole process of um, uh, families and lineage and groups, you've learned to become individuals. So you who have – oh, you've been quite a warrior as you know, um, quite a warrior <laughs> – you have made a commitment to yourself to be a part of this group, not only a part of this group, but unfortunately a leader in this group. <laughs> and this is what causes your heart to shake and wobble and vibrate and what causes such a, a, a perspiration and all of these other things because you've asked for it, you've trained yourself for it, you know it's imminent, you know you can't hide, and you know right now, talking like we are one-on-one, -on -one, that it's really quite easy. You're already doing it, you're already here, and there's nothing to fear from Chambra, from Tobias, and just a little bit from Saint Germain. <laughs> so, so it's time to step up. Thank you. And then the heart will settle down. <laughs> Okay, number three. I wish to know if and when cold fusion will be a source of power. Hmm. That is a better question for Saint Germain, but I will attempt it in his absence. Uh, it is um, it is a stepping stone. It will not be the final result. It has potential, but it's actually going to lead to discoveries of a, uh, a even more efficient and safer form of energy. I'm going to add to what was said during the quantum leap when, when as these there will be several new energy sources that are going to be coming to the forefront. As these do, it will it will rock the world in a good way and in a challenging way because the institutions of Earth right now are literally built upon the old energy or fossil fuel sources. Everything from the economies, uh, lifestyles, uh, distribution systems, all of the, these things are built on these old energy ways. So there is going to be a resistance to change, but change is coming. We're going to discuss, and I'm having to check in here, there is going to be there will be more discussion about energy sources, possibly in an upcoming Ask Tobias. <laughs> but um, to say that um, that uh, the cold fusion is uh, is a stepping stone. I'm going to make one other observation here, um, indirectly related to this question. 
but back on the discussion of old earth and new earth. I'm going to share something with you that uh, we'll talk about more, but the one of the greatest links and one of the greatest, um, I'm going to call it a, a portal. You all are familiar with portals. Portals are openings. Portals are ways uh, of moving and shifting energy. And I'm going to say that it is, it is my humble opinion that the portal that will allow the old earth and the new earth to, uh, to reconnect in the greatest way is going to be business. Business on earth, old energy earth. It is through this portal that many of the high consciousness concepts coming from New Earth and coming from you will manifest themselves into Old Earth. We have seen how the energies of religion, for instance, will block change deliberately. Religions are a very staid or a very uh, non-moving energy. Governments are their energy goes, uh, spins within itself. It doesn't expand out. So it is a very difficult portal to bring change. And we could go down the list of all these various things. The portal of choice between the old earth and the new for bringing in concepts of higher consciousness and eventually the I Am principle to humans on earth is through business. Now, many of you cringe when I say that, and you think of business as being something very um, taking, business as being very um, focused only on itself. You blame business for damaging the earth and these other things. And to a degree, that is very true. <clears throat> However, there are enough enlightened beings on earth right now who have recognized that in business, energy moves. In business, there is the constant desire to grow and develop, sometimes obsessive, but at least the desire to grow and expand is always there. Sometimes that desire is placed only on the profitability of the company, but at least there is movement within business. Enlightened beings all over the earth right now are engaging in the business world, and they're using it as a portal to bring in concepts of higher consciousness, of all these things we've talked about over these years, because it can actually be implemented through business. You can take a group like Greenpeace, who has a certain degree of effectiveness in bringing the awareness of the environment and all of the things that are being done Right now, it's not even about the earth, but how the environment interrelates to humans. But even an organization like Greenpeace could only go so far. So I'm going to reveal something that perhaps shouldn't be revealed, but they have gotten into business. Quietly, very quietly, they are starting to engage in or buy businesses around the world. And these are going to be conscious businesses and green businesses and businesses that respect other humans and respect the earth. There are individuals who are going into business 
knowing that they're going to use the profits from these businesses to support things that will bring consciousness, bring peace, bring new schools. Businesses are going to bring new schools to earth, not governments. So, dear Shambra, take a deep breath. Take a look at your old beliefs about business. It is a portal for moving energy and actually for bringing old earth and new earth together. Business will not allow grand wars anymore. It did at one point. It encouraged wars. But now business has vested interest all over the world and cannot afford wars. So through this thing called business could also bring the old earth and the new together. Thank you. That was your humble opinion. What's your grand one? <laughs> it's already done. Ooh, I like mm. that. Last question. Hello. Hold it up high. Okay. <laughs> I understand that breath is a choice of live, to live, um, and the birth transition materials help me to understand why some people are born with illnesses. My question is, is that I have a young niece that was brought with a breathing problem and I'd like your opinion on hospital, uh, hospital machinery to keep her alive. Mm. Mm. I'm looking at the energy here. I would, I would like you and Kaldra to talk afterwards, if you don't mind. Uh, it would be more appropriate in, in the, a very personal matter here. So, to all of you who have joined in today, and to Tobias, who is still um, homebound, um, <laughs> still grounded, and still quite angry, it's, I have to say, it, it is funny to see an enlightened being like Tobias, who exists in his energetic state on our level, have to deal with the humanness of himself as Sam, and the frustration and the anger that Sam is feeling right now about all of this. And to St. Germain and to all of the others, we thank you for joining in this shout and for allowing me to moderate uh, in this new energy. Namaste.